Welcome to episode 101, season 2, episode 1 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. That was a mouthful. I am Mike, and I'm here with Anthony, my man, and the Rob Zombie superfan douchebag, Grizz. <laughs> That's how I get introduced, dude. I, hey, you, you said, hey, super man, aggressive. you know, yeah. Jesus yeah, well, Christ, this is how you're going to start tonight off, is by calling me a super douchebag. I'm amped up. The season. I am amped up. All right, dude. <laughs> Why? You got a problem? That's the last time I let you introduce me because we were like, oh, we'll do something fun. And then you just insult me right off the jump. I got off pretty good on that one. (laughs) Oh, oh, my God. And I was like, that's boring. And then you're like, oh, yeah, because you're just saving the heat for me. Yeah. Well, what am I supposed to do, man? What am I I supposed to do? Say something nice? Oh, my man. So, like I said, this is episode one of season two, and we did a hundred episode first season. Yes. <laughs> Why? This season's going to be two know. episodes, so we're going to make up yeah. for it. <laughs> no, we're only going to do, we're going to do one. 11 episodes. That's yeah, it. This no, is, no, this no. Is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. one in the finale of season two. This is the season premiere and season finale. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would not go over very well. (laughs) Hey, well, we are going to go back to a year that is probably one of the contenders of the best years in 80s horror, 1981. Now, this is a year that had a few of my favorite movies, things like The Prowler, Right, that's a that's pretty much. I knew it was gonna the, be top of your list. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I wouldn't. I don't know if it's the at the top of my list, but it is a movie that inspired a, a ton of other movies in the '80s. Same with Evil Dead, right? '81. That's my that top inspired, choice for the year. Yeah, that inspired. See, see, see how this works here, uh, dude. Halloween two, another one. You know yeah, what I mean? Amazing. Yeah. Friday uh, too, and not the uh, the one with Ice Cube. <laughs> the Beyond, oh, 1981, yes. man. So, you know, we could go on and on, dude. Like even Evil Speak, I love that shit. The so Fun like House, 80, the burning was like a, a, a big werewolf year because we both had the the Howling and American Werewolf in London. Yeah, which yeah. which one of those movies had the better werewolf effects? Do you think? Oh, I, I love. I like the end of the howling. Yeah, when she's like, when she's like on like the news broadcast the and she yeah, starts turning, like, dude, that shit's sick as fuck. But, but the transformation, <laughs> yeah, the transformation. American I think takes it. I think American Wolf takes it just based on the transformation scene, as you were just saying. Uh, that 
I think that's that probably is... like still one of the best werewolf transformation scenes in a yeah. movie to this day. What o- what other movie has a really good werewolf transformation? Teen Wolf. Teen, teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you set him up for that one. Um, <laughs> oh, me... Are we saying just werewolf transformation or good ones? Like good ones. Like, I'm taking like off Teen good... Wolf. That's not a really. Uh, the, the music makes that transformation. <laughs> what's a what's a good fucking werewolf transformation? Because I mean, these two, I think, are probably like up there as far as really good ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, like waxwork. Silver Bullet doesn't really have too yeah. great. Oh, but the it does wolf, have a the wolf man. The wolf is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which just like it fades in. <laughs> Just no, 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 beard. You're doing it wrong. It's, it's it, he transformations between taking shots and beating whoever's his assistant that day. Is Lon Chaney Jr. talking about? I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to think of like a really, really solid werewolf transformation. Well, there's like the Company of Wolves. You ever see that one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's got a really good transformation in it. What, 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 what about American Werewolf in Paris? Oh, Anthony, please. <laughs> Come on. We're going to we're going to suspend you. Who was that who was that dude in those movies that was in like all of those 90s uh like he, the curly-haired like tall Are you dude? talking about got you are you talking about um Spartacus from um, the hit band The Wonders? Is yeah, I was going to say he was yes. in that fucking movie that yeah. thing you do. Oh yeah. my god. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy Pierce. Well, that's, that's his real name. It's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's the dude I'm thinking. Yeah, of. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> so the movie that we watched this week is one of my favorite David Cronenberg movies. Yeah. Videodrome is my favorite, uh, yeah, is, but this one is is Scanners. Yeah, and... oh, I watched the wrong movie. I turned on a History of Violence because I forgot <laughs> he directed that movie. <laughs> so this one is. I guess it had like a resurgence and all that stuff with like Cronenberg recently, right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like this was not really spoken about when I was younger. I I don't remember any kids ever talking about Scanners. (laughs) And it's surprising because like the head explosion is fucking insane. It's something that like you really... You didn't see too much of that, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Well, I think when you were like uh, a kid, it was more about, I mean, I don't know about you, but everyone that you know, I was friends with was all about the slashers, the, yeah. you know, Friday, the, the big iconic series, you know, Friday the 13th, the Nightmare on Elm Street, when those ones were coming out or, you know, those are the ones everyone wanted to see and stuff like that. Whereas this one, yeah, I, I think, guess... is a little bit almost too smart for uh, for for being a, a, a kid, like even a, a teenager. I, hi- I highly agree. I highly agree with that statement. <laughs> like this isn't a kid's movie. It's not really. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess you wouldn't understand it as a kid. Yeah. Maybe. Well, well it kind of goes into your point, and also kind of like my review, like not the whole thing, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. Because of what Grizz has said about the intelligence when you watch this movie, like you, when you're younger and you're introduced to horror, you kind of want like the cool kills. You're not really focusing on a storyline. You're just cheap you thrills, tell, baby. Yeah, yeah, you want you want to yeah. tell your friends you saw this movie, and in the best, in the nicest way possible. And this is not a dig at the movie. Scanners is a one scene movie in the sense of everyone's introduction to this movie. It's like, dude, you want to see a really cool head exploding scene? Watch Scanners. And then you watch the movie and it happens so soon in the movie. I remember not finishing the movie a thousand times. 
And like, because you already got that scene. You got that scene, and you're showing your friends. And think about being a young kid. We're older, so we're like watching this. Like, oh yeah. I, but me being like, me like going through all the Halloween movies and stuffing this in, and I'm gonna go. Oh great, I'm gonna go watch Halloween four again for the cool face well, squish the, kill. You know, the, the <laughs> first time you watched this, you were probably seeing that, hearing about that head explosion. Exactly. The rest of the, like, the whole middle of the movie, you're like, oh, man, this is not really what I expected from that exactly. first explosion. <laughs> exactly. It gets really, it gets so, really, in, it's pretty intelligent film, and it gets pretty, like, depth into, like, just, like, it, it's, I remember, me as a kid, I would just be like, I wouldn't respect it until I was older, basically. Like, I did, I don't think, I think on my, maybe my third watch of the movie, I'm like, this movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> So this would have been something that uh, you probably would have had to have rented. I don't remember exactly. this ever being on on cable. It might have been, but I, I just don't remember. I do remember seeing this box, though. This is yes. one that I do remember. I never rented it as a kid. I, I saw this later on, maybe in high school. Definitely but remember that cover, though. That's for yeah. sure. This release that I have that uh, we currently have on is the 20th century fox video it's like a draw box it's really fucking weird uh my evil speak is like this too it's like a it's slightly bigger than a regular uh vhs slip so case. that's the release that was original right that's before the embassy release yeah yeah this is this one was before the, the embassy release yeah this is the og man look at that <laughs> that's a straight fox video not cbs fox you can't really see it with the the lighting but yeah there is an embassy release there's like a rogers video release there's a japanese release that i have I also the embassy is probably the most common that you would see as a vhs collector out there yeah i don't really see too many of these draw box ones for some no, reason this was like one of the first ones i've honestly seen it's cool right <laughs> it's it's like the artwork is slightly larger it's like a it's 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 uh what's it called crop more on michael ironside so it's not like his whole body you only see from maybe like his waist up so it's it's slightly larger it's cool i have to stop but, giving you like props on your collection and yeah. stuff because the last thing you need is a bigger head so I have can to i say oh, man God. he's swigging cool back i could just commentate <laughs> can I, I could just sit back and <laughs> it's okay. stop and take it's it a okay. point <laughs> It's okay. Wait till we get to my to the what did you get this week? Oh wait! All right, wait, I'm I gonna just, slap I that motherfucker a, down. I thought of a tra I thought of a transformation scene. I swear I didn't look it up. I was looking dog up, soldiers. I was looking up best werewolf transformation scenes, and surprisingly, even though I joked about it, the number two is on three lists has been par um, American Werewolf in Paris, which is funny. <laughs> no, because it is a good scene. Wow. I don't but, count uh, CGI stuff, though, yeah. so it's hard for me to put that stuff in there. But even though it's not yeah, a wolf, Jumanji had the the kid turning... Uh, if you, It's been years since I saw that movie, but I remember being impressed with a kid, kid that <laughs> turns into Jumanji. the monkey. Well, he turns into yeah, a turns monkey, into and monkey. it's pretty. It's done pretty practically besides no, the No, dude, you're, you're 100% right, but it's just funny that that's where you went with I was, it. Was, I was like, oh, Jumanji. I'm sorry, step Jumanji it up. Monkey boy, awesome. Team Wolf is good, but they use that weird animatronic head at one point, and I'm like, I'm like, it's weird. Yeah, it's a weird. It's like oddly, it's like he looks like he's about to perform cats at the end of it. Like, yeah, wait, not, I'll name some. I'll name some. Uh, Monster Squad. That Monster has a Squad's decent great. werewolf that, transformation. Yeah. Uh, Project Metal Beast. Not a good werewolf transformation. 
Which one? Uh, Project Metal Beast. Uh, no. Uh, what about what's another werewolf movie? Oh, Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. I think that has a shitty one, right? I don't know. See, it's I don't know. That I've, uh, I've never seen, so I can't give my opinion on go it. Ask, but... Go ask the Fright Vision guys. They would know. So this week we watched Scanners, like I said, and this was released surprisingly January 14th, 1981. So early 1981. Yeah. You would, I, I guess this is also kind of like a sci-fi horror film. Right, oh, yeah. so like it didn't it didn't really have to be released in October to be effective. Uh, surprisingly, this was made on only four point one million Canadian dollars, which is probably only what like three something American. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So that's not too much. It grossed fourteen point two million in America, so yeah, it made it a little bit of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, what what I love about it too is like when like you said it was released January eighty one. Is that it was starting to be filmed in October of '79, yeah. and it took the three months to film it, and they didn't even have a script. They were literally like David was writing it as they were going, yeah. so they could make this movie a tax write-off, and that is the ballerest shit amazing. ever. I mean, this is like hey. a great movie to really not have an idea. I mean, to have a basic idea where you're going, but to to write it as you were kind of making it happen is is phenomenal. Yeah. Hey man, sometimes you gotta just go for it. <laughs> he he's so, besides like I'm just like re like watching all these like movies of his like very recently. I'm like he's just so good at like I I personally don't think like the lead is super strong in this movie as as an actor, but I feel like Cronenberg's just so good at having people with these like unique faces. Like like he's got a great not just like just for like body horror and all that stuff he's just got such a great eye for like this person may not be good but like it works like it's it's like i don't even care about the performance is not super great he sees something in them and he he makes it visible on camera very everyone has such unique faces in his movie like you know think about all the between everything he's done you just sit back and look at everything he's done like look at his cast himself included look at his fucking mug holy Mm -hmm. shit (laughs) so this apparently had an alternate ending also that was filmed something with uh sparks coming out of cameron vale's head did you read anything about that i I did read and that's pretty much all i got out of it though is that it was like uh yeah that just sparks were coming out of his head and it was supposed to be a less uh intense for you know a lower rating or whatever i guess so I have a Japanese release of this film, right? Look at the cover. Look at, look at that. There's the Sparky. Well, <laughs> yeah, he's got- that's also like if you at the very end of this movie where you see his head on fire, it's that same shot just shot from behind that. You don't actually see it from that angle in this movie, but you do see that scene in this movie. Yeah, so, you know, there's promo stills out there, I guess, from that. Or I don't think I ever actually went through that tape. I'm going to see what's on there. Imagine it's the other ending. That'd be pretty funny. Well, I said what I thought was cool. Like, obviously, this was taken from uh, a William S. Burroughs' uh, naked lunch chapter called, uh, chapter called Senders. But what I didn't know is that there was a, a movie, like a short made before this. Did you read about that? No. The uh, Telepathy 2000 is what it was called. 
Oh, that was like a working title for like the first draft of it. Yeah, and like it was a, com- but it was a completely different. Like the whole fucking thing was completely different, and like the main character's name was like Harlequin and shit. Yeah, yeah. Spidey. Well, like Harley Harley Quinn, like in fucking Batman. Well, yeah, I, I get I, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good fucking job. Duh. Put that together. Fucking huh? duh. Separate, separate, separate. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, uh, this was written and directed by David Cronenberg. Now, yeah. uh, would you say that he kind of fell off after uh, like the eighties, like after like maybe ninety one, like Naked Lunch, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as like being making movies that are getting you know, the same popularity or the same attention that he had before yeah i would say that he's still making movies and stuff yeah. but i mean I, not as 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 well known that's yeah, for sure yeah if you kind of look at like if you just look at like all oh, his credits leading up in the 90s he kind of like went from like doing projects that were like not not like not at all in general but he started dabbling into stuff that he was being hired to do you know like between stuff that he like whether passion be, projects or now yeah, stuff that yeah I see I, I'm that. pretty sure I'm not sure I was trying to find it today I think I heard on a podcast that like he did like he was also like a, like consulted on like makeup work for horror movies and like effects like I think he was one of the people behind like in case I'm, I might be wrong but I think he was one of the people behind the whole guy that melts in RoboCop like I think he was like Helped he was asked that. to direct RoboCop yes, and he turned exactly. it down. Yeah, so but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that's yeah. true. Yeah, he def- that's crazy. Yeah. Imagine that was directed by David oh, Cronenberg. Awesome. How yeah. cool would that shit be? But I think he consulted Jeez. for that scene. And I think he did that for multiple movies. And then as I, I could, before, I could yeah. see his influence in that movie, though. Now that if you think about it and you yeah. and you watch that again, you totally get that. Yeah. I like that he was in Jason X. <laughs> he was <laughs> in Jason that, X. And he said, I'll be in your movie, but you got to kill me. <laughs> I mean, he's iconic as fuck. I know Mike is going to be like, yeah, of course you like that movie. <laughs> but it's Nightbreed because that movie's fucking awesome. And Dr. Decker is... That shit rules. That mask is so cool. Of course you like that of movie. Of course I like that movie. Yeah, here we go. All right, let's see. I'll, I'll go mainstream. <laughs> right, I'll go very wait, mainstream wait. with that. I think History of Violence, him directing that movie, that's like something such a departure of what he did. But all the violence and in like all the violent scenes all like the intimate scenes are so his style that i'm like this movie it, if anybody else directed it the violence wouldn't have come across how strong as it did you know like yeah. that movie like steps up out of nowhere and the kills that are so crazy. mainstream that i've never even seen oh my god <laughs> oh, no, I've seen it. no like, dude you should you should go see that yeah it's, yeah. it's a great watch uh, it goes from being like oh this guy lives in a small town and then he smashes a coffee pot over a guy's face <laughs> and the guy's face is like torn memories like tongues hanging on the floor and like it's i'm like oh yeah cronenberg directed this movie that's why it just steps up out of nowhere dude uh, going back to Nightbreed, I'm just going to say that's like the nightmare before Christmas for horror bros. <laughs> uh, next time you see me, I'm going to have like the biggest Nightbreed tattoo you've ever seen. Just to be like, look, now it's official. Good for you, yeah. man. Dude, you, so, dude Nightbreed drop a prop has like the best audio clip ever. And like that just makes me love that movie even more. So she wouldn't know nothing about right. good music. So we'll just leave it out there. No, of course not. Yeah. I listen to your band. Uh, <laughs> so oh, wow. I am quick. going to hit the that trailer. Was a good one. Whoa. All right. 
scan all of you in this room one at a time. I must remind you that the scanning experience is usually a painful one, sometimes resulting in nosebleeds, earaches, stomach cramps, nausea, sometimes other symptoms of a similar nature. At this point, I'd like to call for volunteers. Just uh, sit right here, please. Now, I'd, I'd like you to think of something specific. Do I have to close my eyes? It doesn't matter. All right, yes, I have something. Yes. a pretty awesome trailer (laughs) (laughs) their thoughts can kill so if you're not familiar first of all i guess we never really say this but we probably should we're gonna spoil everything about the movie so if you've never seen this probably it doesn't really matter just pause it and fucking go watch the movie and then come back and you know we know the shit we know you're gonna i know you're gonna listen anyway so who cares Uh, (laughs) i do the same thing So, Scanners, it's basically about a guy named Cameron Vale who has ESP, and he's sent on a mission to kill another special human, right? And I like the whole idea of the scanner, that their mother was given a drug called ephemeral, and its side effect was basically creating superhumans, right? And... This, what I found funny is, uh, this is actually based on something that, like, happened in real life. Only they didn't really get... They weren't so super. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like, in the 50s, like, with, like, thalidomide babies. You ever hear about that? (laughs) Yeah, dude. It's fucking terrible shit. It's really fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, it's really fucked up. And... This is a pretty similar thing, only these people get, like, telekinesis and shit. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, they fare a little bit better. <laughs> I love the fact that there's only maybe, they say there's, uh, what, 236 of these scanners known, right? But they're pretty much all being, like, tracked by these companies. Like, Big Brother's always watching, right? Of course. <laughs> And one thing I have to say is it is quite a unique, uh, 
I guess, a story idea, right? These people that are able to like do corporate es uh, corporate espionage with this telekinetic ability. It's almost like Inception, you know exactly, what I mean? Like yeah. where they're doing all this corporate espionage shit with like these going into your dreams and planting ideas. This thing is like similar, only they're extracting your thoughts. It's fucking cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Not only extracting your thoughts, but also it can be used as a weapon to hurt you. So that's like an extra bonus of uh, telepathy that you normally don't see in that power. Oh yeah, these guys fucking throw people across the room, setting yeah. people on fire, making their hearts explode. Them out. That's like the craziest shit. Like the movie starts basically with this guy making an old woman have a seizure in a food court. Yeah, right. It's no, it was just bad Sabaro. Crazy. <laughs> was there a Sabaro? I'm guessing. Was there a Sabaro? I'm just guessing. <laughs> Probably. An 80s food court, and it's <laughs> it's gotta be. But this is, I guess, it's kind of a gory movie. Like, you have a head explosion, which is probably one of the best known things about this film, right? Would you say that's the most iconic thing yeah. about this? Yeah. Is that guy's fucking head exploding? Fucking stupid meme about it. Yeah, there's definitely uh, the most well-known thing about this movie. People who don't have never seen the movie have seen that they, scene because it's, it's how so people, they at least it's popular. How people see the movie, people hear about the scene yeah. and they want to watch it. Yeah, they at least have seen the meme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, would you say that this is? The best of the Scanner franchise. Yes. <laughs> oh, hands down. I mean, I don't know. Have scanner Cop, though, it really it says a lot. I, I, li yeah. I like that there's like a Scanner Cop franchise, too, yeah, right? That's so ridiculous. What number was Scanner Cop? Four? Me, four and five with Scanner Cop one and two. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you ever watch those? Yeah. I, dude, I watched, the, I didn't watch Scanner Cop 2. Because Scanner Cop 1 was so delightful that I couldn't possibly handle another round of, of so much amazingness. So I never watched a second one. It was that bad? Dude, it's really not good. Who it, plays they, I mean, the when Scanner you get, like, Cop? You know, uh, a series like this and they start getting past the fourth in the series, you can pretty much almost guarantee. Like, exactly. Nick, name one, name one of those where like the fourth and fifth ones like hold up. Oh, you know, um, really? Fourth and... Halloween 4 and 5 are fantastic movies. <laughs> Friday the 13th, 4 and I was five. just going to say, I think the only one that I can actually, like, as I was saying, I was like, I guess probably Friday the 13th would, that's, that's a good jumping off point, honestly, for, you know, the Jason character. Yeah, Nightmare he... 4 and 5? I, I can't say those are better at all than, than the first three. I think four, yeah, I think four is fantastic. Those aren't like, too good. I, seriously, I think four is Nightmare four is four okay. Is amazing. Yeah, four is four is good. I don't uh, I don't think it's a five, bad movie. I don't think any so of the much. Nightmare movies are bad, but I think that I mean, dude, Dream Warriors kicks four. so much ass. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. I love Dream Warriors, and two I think is probably the most well done out of the entire series. Yeah, you know what movies I can watch four and five over and over again? Phantasm. There you go. Those are actually that, that's a good four series five. That, that takes it to the limit all the way up to all those Dude, different, you know. Wait, I'm gonna play did. you I'm gonna play you something from this fucking movie. It's it's the score. And tell me that this does not sound like something from Phantasm. Alright? Ready? Here. Wait, let me play it.
This sounds like something from Phantasm, dude. A hundred percent. I just, uh, every time that I heard that in the movie, like, I was like, oh, oh, Phantasm. Is that the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Phantasm. <laughs> I, it, it, to me, it, it just sounds like something. It does, yeah. Straight from that. So what do you yeah. think of uh, Mr., uh, I mean, Cameron Vell, who is your main character here? What do you think of Stephen Lack, who is the actor behind that? What do you think of his job in this film? Okay. Okay. So everybody gets on him for being, like, fucking so stiff and shit, right? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you right now, okay? Now this guy has had these voices in his head his whole life, right? And he said at one point he says he says to the doctor like, "Wow, I can hear myself talk." So it's almost like he has some sort of like hearing disability. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's it's almost why he like talks, his delivery so is is intentional. Not not like bad acting, but like it just an unself aware of how to speak without the voices over top of it kind of a thing. I would love for that to be the case, but I know it was just <laughs> That's bad very acting. Very deep <laughs> to think that yeah. he was that capable. But, but I love it was that. bad acting. He went but super I method. feel like <laughs> that's how I see it being. That like he just finally like is able to hear his voice and he just has like a like a hearing disability, so he speaks kinda like you know what I mean? Like, very slowly. I actually love that you, you bring that up, because that is going to allow me to watch this with a totally different... Because there's scenes where I'm like, wow, that acting is so bad. But if I think about it in that sense, I'm like, you know, that could be... Damn, that's actually really well played. So it kind of gives me a different respect for uh, the delivery of a lot of that. Because he's the only one that's like that in the movie. Everybody else is completely fine, and all the other scanners are completely fine, fine except yeah. for the one guy, Benjamin. Right, where he's like, he's got something wrong with him too. The right? artist he's dude, like fucking, he's talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's whack. He's pretty cool. I like that character though. He's good, but he's definitely whacked out, like you're saying. Yeah. Well, and he tried to kill his whole family. They said it's tough for. I mean, if it was bad acting, I I have to like you know give him a little bit of credit because dude, fucking Ironside steals this movie so hard yeah like his i love daryl uh Rebek is such a badass character in this movie total recall he's the man in dude that. Such, <laughs> yeah, dude what the fuck is uh what the hell was his name in total recall i can't remember now richard right richter is that what it is <laughs> richter uh, richter i it? think it is yeah you like at the end where he gets his arms ripped off and like uh, Schwarzenegger is like, see you at the party, Richter, and he tosses his fucking arms. I love that shit. Dude, you know another movie I love of his? Starship Trooper. Starship, yeah. dude, with fucking Tim Allen, baby. Great movie. <laughs> Did you say Tim Allen? Is that who's in that, right? Are you, no, are you think, not are you Tim Allen. Are you thinking of Galaxy Quest? Oh, I'm thinking of Galaxy <laughs> Quest. Yeah, it's, it's, they came out at the same time, so yeah. give me give me a break. I was like, oh, Starship Tim Troopers Allen, is Starship the one with the bugs, like, dude. <laughs> <a> better movie. <laughs> it's <okay>. Jesus. <laughs> Galaxy Quest, like, also a great movie. <laughs> they're like interchangeable, honestly. Like, could be the same fucking movie. Now, would you say. <laughs> dude, I, uh, uh, how did you think? Really? Really? Uh, we we have we have the movie on right now, and there's the scene where Cameron is basically going against a yoga instructor, a yoga master, right? Yeah. Dude, this 
part made me fucking laugh for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the way that it. like he just keeps he just keeps going at him and then he just stops. And he's like, "Oh, it was so easy to focus it." <laughs> yeah, that, that, like, he, like, cause, like, they thought he was out of control, and like, he, he was like, he even knew they were trying to get him to stop. And he was proving the point that, like, he had total control over that situation. Okay, so like, like I was talking about with with Ironside stealing the show, something that I kept noticing throughout the whole thing that I kept thinking about, like, imagine fucking Michael Ironside, nineteen eighty one being cast as a joker in the batman movie yeah. how good he would fucking do that i want to see that so bad i feel like michael ironside has looked the same his whole life yeah he has not <laughs> no, no, that, that's true he's just a and little you know bit I, younger in this you could tell a little bit i feel like even if you put the joker makeup on him he look exactly <laughs> the same. Be no different. like oh there's yeah. michael ironside no shit yeah 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 i, I feel like he would yeah, there's like a great no scene different. in this where uh, it's towards the beginning. Um, you know, Ironside, who is is, is Revik, who plays the, uh, the the bad guy, if you will, throughout this movie. He assassinates another scanner by blowing his head up. That's like the iconic scene, and they got him in a car and they're taking him away from it. And he does this smile that I was just like, "Holy shit, man!" That's like such a Joker thing. It even looks like people had to have seen it and and used that as inspiration or something. That whole I, that whole chase scene is just is not chase scene, but like him is you know getting away yeah. from those guys is so well filmed. It yeah. really is. Um, I like how you see him kind of coming back, like the ephemeral is like wearing off, and you can <laughs> tell he's like starting to get in control, and you hear like the noises and shit, and you just know like he's gonna fuck these guys up. <laughs> and, the- and anytime you and anytime you see somebody being forced to shoot themselves in a movie that's fucking crazy oh yeah and like, the it- best part about the, the him shooting himself in that scene is i love that you see ironside in the behind him and it's completely out of focus and you see him pulling the gun up and like right before he does it ironside comes boom shot like shot like right in the front of focus and he's making the creepiest face and the whole scene is made by by just him delivering not even a line but just the look and the feel the vibe of everything and i'm just like dude this guy this guy makes every part of this movie awesome for me i agree 100%. he really does play that character like very well he looks like fucked up in this right like he's supposed to be like a fucking crazy person it's, he pulls it the fuck off he's got like a, a drill so the- hole scar in the fucking center of his forehead yeah, that they uh, Dude, that's, that, that's a wild whole thing too, and like that scar always fucks with me. Yeah, I yeah I feel like he did a good job of walking a line of like, like he did a really good job of being like very like it's like at some points it's like campy but self aware campy, what makes it a hundred times better, you know? Like it's it's it, I I thought I just thought it was like there was like levels to some things, and then just like. As you said before, like that, that whole that whole opening sequence where he's like escaping, it's just like when he's quiet, when he's loud, it's 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 really entertaining throughout the whole movie. Everything's intentional that he does. Like yeah. all the acting things that he does, you can tell he's doing it on purpose and it, yeah. it makes it so believable. He plays a very over the top villain in this. Yeah. That's what it you know, it's like villain to the max. And I guess he's I guess he could because he could fucking do whatever he wants right oh, yeah. <laughs> he's the legitimate like you know super villain super in scanner this. If you 
Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so is Cameron. Cameron is also a super scanner. If anything, there's a reason for that. More. You'll find out later on here in a minute. Uh, <laughs> you wanna, yeah, let's let's talk about that twist for a second. Uh, so we go through this whole film, and Cameron Vale is the good guy, and Michael Ironside character Daryl Revick is the bad guy. And they're sending Cameron to go figure out what's going on with not just anybody sending him, but he's he's kind of just saved and and told he's a scanner by this guy named Doctor Ruth, who is very important that you know that Doctor Ruth was the guy that was like, "Look, dude, you're a fucking scanner. That's why you're hearing all these voices and shit and stuff like that." And, and Doctor Ruth he's is the one who's kind of setting him up to go after Revic. And we also find that the Doctor Ruth is the founder. Of uh, the company that makes the ephemeral, right? Yes. So interesting thing going on here. Yeah, a lot of this like unravels rather quickly. So basically, we find out that Doctor Ruth is actually Cameron and Daryl's father, right? Fucking, he was given their mom the ephemeral before it was on the market and all this shit. And they kept getting ephemeral even after they were born, and it only amplified their abilities. So they're the two strongest scanners, right? And I find this to be quite shocking because the whole movie, you definitely don't expect them to be related. No, they don't look alike. So they don't alike. act alike. It, it, that, that first time you see that and you hear the whole the family connection thing, you're like, oh, shit. Like, that was a total left turn. I did not have any clue about, like, a, a relative relation that the doctor would be their father. That's, like, totally not in the realm of where I was thinking this whole thing was going. So, such a cool twist to throw in there. Yeah. And it's funny that Michael Ironside's character was, like, Oh, like, I never, like, sent anybody to hurt you. I was only going to protect you, right? Yeah, he's like, he and wants you to be part of this, like, super group that he's building of scanners and stuff. But what's funny is, like, those, like, assassins break into the guy Benjamin's, like, barn, and they were going to kill him, too. Dude, the assassins are chasing him through the whole movie. There's a scene where they roll up in a black van, and they're chasing after him, and, like, the side window uh, vents open and it's just like shotguns pointed out and they just take the van out i love that scene that's such a badass looking yeah. scene that but van that's is the whole thing like like dude they have tried to kill him on multiple occasions yeah so it's bullshit you definitely didn't give a shit about him you were trying to take him out dude the guy at the end after the van flips he's pointing the shotgun at both of them yeah where they get the, the little the vial store? from yeah, him totally yeah like, dude, what what the fuck are you smoking? <laughs> <laughs> but I do actually enjoy that twist that they're like that they're brothers and it's the the yin to the yang, right? And that Doctor Ruth was kind of playing them the whole time. Not the sex toy, Doctor like, Ruth. The fuck? No, no. <laughs> Doctor Ruth yeah, in the no, movie. Doctor Ruth's in this movie. Doctor Ruth. Watch it. No, but I like I like how he said like he left you in the fucking gutter. Yeah, like, he, he knew kept exactly you where you were. Yeah. Yeah, he, until they wanted to activate you. That's fucking awesome. And I do like and that I twist, like, too, because it, it makes this final, like, scanner showdown. It, it's cool that there's it's a scanner showdown, but now they're brother scanner showdown, yeah. and it makes it that much more, like, you know, anticipating of what's going to happen. So I like that twist a lot there. This almost has, like, a Star Wars feel to it, too. <laughs> oh, don't yeah. say that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, this guy's like fucking like Luke Skywalker, man. 
<laughs> he's learning the force. He's learning the scan. He's learning to focus it now. You went there. You know so what I mean? Finish up. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Ruth. Finish it up. the Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Actually, no, he'd be more like a Vader, maybe. <laughs> he's like trying to get him to join. Nah, no, no, no. Revic would be Vader. And Work it out. And Ruth would be like a shitty Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> like a real piece of shit. Like if it turned out Obi-Wan Kenobi was like a piece of trash. Oh, I like how also <laughs> that we haven't even mentioned uh, Jennifer O'Neill, who plays Kim Oberst in this movie. And she's like the top billed actress, uh, actress for this movie. Because she's yeah. like oh, dude, the only she's... known name, I guess, at the time or some shit. Dude, Promotion, she, she yeah, played the yeah. main... She played the main woman in Lucio Fulci's The Psychic. I was going to say, the only thing I would know movie. her from is The Psychic, which was the Fulci film. But other than that, I, I couldn't recognize her. That's the uh, that's the most, I guess, well-known thing. And in, at least to me, and is as, The Psychic. And as top bill, she doesn't even like come into this movie until, like what is it, like 38 minutes into the movie you actually see her for the first time? Yeah, well, I actually like that scene when Cameron goes into the art uh, gallery and he's scanning the art director there or whatever, the gallery owner. But he's getting scanned also. Yeah, and then he's getting scanned too, but it's like super subtle, right? That you see like his nose bleeding. Yeah, and he doesn't even realize it until the nose, like he was, his nose was bleeding. He's like, my nose is bleeding. I'm being scanned. So it was like kind of like a, a low key scan. I did like that. Yeah. Well, it shows that, like, they're not all, like, fucking crazy. And we see that with, like, her group. They have, like, the anti-Revic group, right? That's underground. Yeah, and the rebels. All, yeah, all these people are, like, normal, trying to, like, stop this bullshit from going on. But one thing about the whole, like, scanner on scanner thing here is that they don't do enough of, like, the evil scanners. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like all the henchmen are just dudes with shotguns. I would would way cooler to have like you know more scanner assassins coming out to take out uh, uh, to take out Cameron. I think that'd have been way cooler to have more scanner on scanner violence in this movie. Yeah, because you can't tell me that there wouldn't be more like rogue bad ones, right? If there were that many and like that uh, other. Yeah, dude, it's gotta be like the fucking foot, man. There's gotta be tons of them. That would be awesome. I just wanted <laughs> yeah. to see people's fucking heads exploding and stuff. Like the guy that worked for Consec, like he had to have been a scanner, right? Yeah. But like, yeah. so they're out. There. I like that whole thing too, where he's saying like all the, like, oh, you may like get nosebleeds, earaches, headaches. Uh, oh, yeah, you know, distress. <laughs> yeah, it. that's so funny. And then he starts like tweaking out. Michael Ironsides is making a weird like fart face. <laughs> okay, the faces. That is my favorite part of this movie. The faces that all the people make when they're being scanned, specifically the three hench, well the two henchmen and the one henchwoman that come for the uh, come for uh, Cameron in the art studio when they're being scanned by Cameron make the best fucking faces I have ever seen. And like I everyone in this movie when they're doing the whole scan face thing I, I i can't get enough of it i love it so much i'm trying to think of who had the best scan face okay for me uh, it is the bald guy in the flannel shirt in the art studio who does this weird shaky hand things in front of his yes. face as he's as he's getting it going that's my favorite scanned person in the movie 
I think my favorite is the one that Kim does where she makes him see uh, his mother. <laughs> yeah. He has a nervous <laughs> breakdown after. <laughs> He's That's a making totally like different this kind face. of scan. I like that. That's no, good. like he's making like a face, like he just like shit his pants. <laughs> yeah, like he's like it. he's all like surprised, like the guy from uh, <laughs> fucking I can't even think right now, but I know exactly. <laughs> that's that's it. That's for me. That's great, Anthony. You got one. Uh, I, I agree. I thought that what he just said because it was just on too. How he's like the art studio guy was shaking with his hands, <laughs> like like he was like casting a spell, but like. I, 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 this movie will give you a fucking headache though. Like, I, I watched yeah, because you start doing I, it. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched this movie with my headphones on the other day, and I'm like, oh, God, this is my, I, I took them off, and it just felt like my equilibrium was off on all those scenes. Like, it's like, this is crazy, but yeah, they no, do a I, cool I, thing yeah. with like the music on those scenes where they like do like it's almost like a tea kettle fucking pressure yeah. building. So, it's it, like a Moog synth. Yeah, it gives you like that kind of like that weird equilibrium, uh, equilibrium feel when you're listening to it. Yeah, Take a, a shot. Fucking mouthful. But yeah, that, that does make yeah. you feel really weird. Uh, the sound they put on it. Uh, I did also have to turn my volume down while. <laughs> <I was laughs> it's wild, this. right? <laughs> know, it's it's fucking piercing, dude. It's piercing. Uh, another movie that this for some reason reminded me of and it's more so I guess like the Keller is that his name Keller the henchman guy the main like security oh, yeah. dude uh, Brennan Keller yeah uh, it's mainly because of him but it kind of reminded me of Tron a little bit <laughs> with the whole like this dude is like has to destroy this guy by any means necessary you know he doesn't care like at the end of this like Keller hits the self-destruct you know what I mean? He's like, fuck it, I'll, let's lose everything just to fucking try to kill this guy. That dude, Brennan and Keller, fucking Lawrence, what is his name? Lawrence Dane, I think it is. I, I When I first time I, I watched this back again, I thought he was the dude from Reanimator, the Dr. Hill. They are so similar. He was fucking uh, Big Joe Rosso in uh, Rolling Vengeance. You ever see that shit? No, what the fuck is that? Rolling Vengeance, dude? It's like a big monster truck, like, you know... There's like a killer in a big monster truck kind of horror movie. It's it's, it's funny. Is that like Monster Man? Yeah, very similar. Very similar. Really? Yeah. <laughs> You'll like it. I can't believe you thought he was the guy from fucking yeah. Reanimator. Come on, man. No, like, dude, they just have a very similar face and like cadence to the way they talk and stuff. I wasn't like, oh my god, that's the guy. But I'm like, dude, like he's fucking so similar to that guy. Whatever. The... Yeah, I'm the idiot. I thought he was him. <laughs> You know what? I gotta say that the this guy that plays Cameron Vale kind of looks like the dude that plays Flyboy. Yeah, can't believe he Dawn of the Dead. Dead. <laughs> nah, they actually look alike. Yeah, P- Peter Herman played the bellhop that got asked to see if there was messages. Paging Mr. Herman. <laughs> what do you think of the actual ending to this movie? Oh, the, the final battle. Yeah, well, like the reveal at the yeah. end, where like what the the dead body or like I mean, what do you the what final do you reveal where it's it's Cameron Vale but in Michael Ironside's body, it's confusing. Yes. That's what it's I thought way about. Too intelligent <laughs> for children that sees this for the first time. Yeah, harm movie. I want to watch murder. It's too intense for a fucking thirty-three year old who's watching it for the fucking twentieth yeah. time in their life yeah. as well. Cause I'm like, what the fuck, man? That's so weird. 
Do you need me to explain it to you? Can you break it down for me, Mike? I'd really appreciate that. Uh, okay, Bruce Willis so... is dead the whole time. That's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember when they first start fighting? Uh, Daryl Revick says to Cameron, like, uh, then we're going to do it the scanner way. And you're, you know, everything about you is going to be in me. You know what I mean? Oh, there he you go. says, like, he's basically going to, like, fucking absorb his consciousness. And after the fight, basically it shows because you see at the end, Cameron is like very calm looking and he just starts like bursting into flames. And you start seeing Daryl Revick like starting to like get all fucked up and contorted. Oh, yeah. Like and the then his eyes, eyes change yeah. white. Yep. So basically it's like, yep, he certainly did that because his body was all fucked up. But now he can no longer come back or do any damage like that's it he's gone forever you know what i mean now that he like overtook his whole he absorbed his fucking consciousness or whatever see dude this is why you're the brains of the operation you're here to explain all the hard parts and just make everything that much better for us thank you no but it, it makes a little bit more sense now. I and also it does make it, way more sense honestly i never like put that line together because i'm an idiot i was like yeah that as soon as you said it i was like duh yeah that's and apparently exactly his eyes are a different color too. Oh really? The like eyes his, are different from like the uh, yeah. That's cool. They're now like fucking Cameron Vale's eyes. That that's showdown cool. is fucking epic, man. I love all of like, you know, because like you said, like oh we're gonna do it the scanner way because he's trying to get him to convince him to to come along with them and he doesn't want to do it. So they have that scanner showdown and like you see all the yeah. veins in his arm start that's my bulging part. out. That's oh, all my veins favorite. are cool as hell, that, right? That, I think that's my favorite makeup effect out of the whole movie, to be honest. Even like I just thought that looked so it looks so real. It was really it was really cool. I, I thought that was I, I love that final battle. It's great. A, a good practical effect. I I know I'm seeing a really good practical effect on screen when I my distraction goes from the movie to thinking about how they made that effect possible. And that's the first thing I think about when I see that I'm no longer thinking about the movie I'm watching. I'm like, damn, that's really cool. How did they get it to slowly build like that? Like to fill the veins and stuff. Cause it's such a cool effect. I think the, the, the makeup artist is the guy that was on the exorcist, right? Oh no shit. That's cool. I think so. I think I read that. Somewhere I don't know. This movie. He worked on the exorcist. I have no, I have no clue. I mean, uh, the head, the headshot is a rubber mask filled with old food, dog guts, food. right, or something like that. Chicken dog livers, food, chicken livers, and they shot it with a shotgun from behind, just like they did in Dawn of the Dead, and I guess the Prowler also. I guess effect. that's the preferred. I guess that's the preferred way to make a head explode, right? It looks so and good. How do you think it compares to like? Uh, the one in Maniac, also. Deadly, what, Deadly Friend has a crazy one, Yeah, the too. basketballs are the fucking... <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I just read, um, on, oh uh, I read a note that says, I'm not sure if I confirm if he was the only makeup artist, like, or the head, but he did provide the prosthetics were from his, like, library. The guy that was... Oh, the, no shit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And the and pea what, soup he provided, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, <laughs> and what you said about the old food is on that podcast, that's what apparently they also put in the body of that scene in RoboCop. So maybe there's a old connection. Food. That's yeah. the key, old food. Old, old, <laughs> they, they, said, they said they took garbage from catering from, like, like two days and just shoved it in this thing. It makes sense. It works. It looks good. <laughs> You know what's uh you know it's an underrated part of chopping mall? 
the end when they're doing the credits and you see the girl's head explode and it puts like the actress's name there. Oh, you like, know what? <laughs> I, I I do forget about that head explosion scene. That is, I think we're thinking of all kinds of good head explosions. I, I think this I, is probably the best one though, honestly, because the way it looks and the the angle it's shot from is it's yeah. it's great. Plus the flap than, of skin that falls forward, yeah, just gives it a drunk. really nice effect. Yeah, it really is pretty. Better than the video violence two head explosion. Yes. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Better than the, eyes the burning don't pop moon, off, but it's good. Better than the burning moon head explosion. Uh, oh man. Yeah, I like this yes. one better. I think it, I like the obviously the burning moon is fucking awesome, but this just looks better. Obviously, it was filmed on a better camera and the more effects, you know, probably costed more, but. This looks so great. Do you think it's Dude, the best practical know? effect head explosion you've ever seen? Yeah, yeah all those. Sure. Yeah. Wait. Uh oh. Wait. Wait a second. Are you now. gonna say Toby gonna from the office? <laughs> the, does this count? Remember in the Beyond, when they're coming out of the hospital room and they shoot the little redheaded girl in the face? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's totally. Her head <laughs> and her fucking head explodes. Yeah, dude, like it's like a huge, like a, like. Dude, that is the best practical effect head explosion that you'll ever see. Yeah. It looks go put very the, realistic. Go put, go put your fucking Blu-ray in, or whatever the fuck you want to do, your 4K scan of this shit, <laughs> yeah. and go pause it on that scene, and don't tell me that it still doesn't look fucking real. It's one of those it's things so where good. you could argue that's better, but this is probably... And the reason why I said earlier that this is a one-shot movie is because this is the shot that people tell you like you say scanners like, oh that head explosion shot you gotta see the movie so you could say this is probably the most well known and like number one but i do think the beyond one does come come so close to beating it so yeah i'll say the now the beyond one is probably the best uh like uh unsuspected Yes. Headshot type of thing, like the head explosion, where this one is probably the best suspense building one because you're focusing on this tension building thing the whole time. The music is building and then like, you know, the head shaking. So it, it gives you a holy, you, you think something is going to happen here. Whereas in that one, you're not expecting yeah. something to happen. So it's kind of gives know, you a different a, vibe. Well, you know, it's a really unexpected one. The Prowler. Yeah, yeah that right. one, yeah. It, that does get you off guard. You're that is true. That's it. And I think also what competes with this is the maniac one. I think that looks super fucking crazy. <laughs> the way he yeah. shoots the Tom Savini shoots through the fucking windshield and you see like the fucking head explode and the yeah. blood goes everywhere in the oh, car. Yeah, that is nice. But, but the only one I think is better. And I think this one's better than that. Did you notice in that scene where the head explodes that one that one guy gets up like he's seen it before? Like, yeah, like I just saw this in Nam. Like, like he just like he watched like uh, he watched like another guy fail to the presentation again. Like he kind of gets up like son of a bitch. It happened again. Again. I think I think what makes this pretty special also is that it's done in pretty much in a, you know, brightly lit room in like a fucking auditorium. Right. Right in front of everybody. So that kind of helps. But if you watch this in slow motion, it's pretty crazy looking how the mask kind of expands. And that's how it looks in real life, too. You know, in case you, in case you want to know, <laughs> but this movie is filled with crazy effects like that. A lot of nosebleeds, right? 
uh, the one guy also uh, is forced to shoot himself. You don't really see him do it. That's kind of done off screen. I'm trying to think of all the crazy shit in this movie. <laughs> I think we uh, covered the really good stuff as far as like the scanning scenes. There was like, do that, you know it's cool really good? Scene. When those when the good scanners are having that like seance in the Kumbaya. room and those guys come yeah. in with the shotguns and they just start blowing people away. Those are good fucking shotgun squibs. That those are good. Those, and like the weird thing is like because like they come in with the shotguns and they they blow people away and then uh, Kim like does this little scream and sets the two on fire and it lights them the so fuck on fire. Funny because the one dude like is flailing around, but the other guy just like instantly falls to the ground and just is like completely still the entire That's time it. it's so unnatural the way that he falls i was like holy shit they needed to redo that scene they're like I one love... take with the fire man we can't afford to do it again <laughs> i love when these when like the scanners kill people because like it's so crazy like the lady in the beginnings having like a fucking seizure like he's making that yoga guy's heart basically explode he doesn't kill him but he almost does uh, these other people burst into flames. Other people get thrown through a fucking wall, right? At the end, the whole battle between him and fucking Revik. It's it's crazy, and it's kind of different every time, which is cool, right? It's not like just one set ability, and that's it. They have such a broad spectrum of power where they can read people's minds. Like, that's something I never understood uh, until more recently was... When Cameron's captured by Dr. Ruth at first, and he's brought to that room, you know what I mean? And all those people come in the room. You're a scumbag. You're a piece of shit. (laughs) Well, no, not even that. Just when he's like strapped to the thing and he just like he's going crazy in the bed because there's like a hundred people in the room. And they can all hear him talking in their heads. Yeah. And I didn't realize till rather recently that that was basically to show him that like ephemeral works and he can get him to stop the voices. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I never really realized that because they don't, you know, my, I really, I really only have seen this on VHS. I don't know. I don't know. If, I've never seen this in HD, but like, you can't really see people are even talking when really it's just everybody thinking, right? right? Yeah, Nobody's lips are moving and you don't really know it until he says something and his lips don't move, right? They show him and he says something and it's like a thought. Okay. So final thoughts on this movie. What do you guys think? Uh, I think that the movie is a tad bit long. I think that... I agree uh, 100%. Yeah, I think a lot of that middle section is a little repetitive. They could probably, like, get the same aspect across that, you know, he's trying to get to fucking Revic without a lot of that happening. Um, But other than that, this movie movie is really great. I think this, this is really him... This is this is Cronenberg, I think, starting to come into his um, his own as far as what he's going to be known for. Yeah, I mean, he has he has movies before this, like uh, um, like Rabid um, and Shivers, and there's really good gore and stuff like that in both of those movies. But they don't have the same sensibility, the same um, the same smartness, I guess. I don't know, like as yeah. far as. Uh, the the plot being a little bit more in depth, those are just kind of like these are gore, these are horror films, you know. These are really smart. They have a lot of underlying, you know, things going forward as far as his movies. Uh, this is kind of like I said, the beginning of all of that. This has that uh, <clears throat> that Cronenberg body horror 
that everyone loves for him. The the scene at the end where he's ripping his face off when they're having the scanner battle. The dude's like tearing at his face and just chunks of fucking flesh are coming off. It looks so good. And it's it's just what he does best. He's He makes you uncomfortable in your own skin. And that's what this really does for me in those really great scenes. Uh, altogether, man, this is hard not to give a five just because of how iconic it is. But... Because there's a few things that I could go without, I'll give it a strong 4.8. That's good. 4.8. 4.8. All right, Anthony. Well, I, I I'm a big fan of Cronenberg, and I I've seen this before. It is definitely not like one of my favorite Cronenberg movies, but I really like it a lot. I as you said before, it has this smartness to it in the sense of just like not like just in style, but also in like. The conversations and the whole like plot of everything, I do agree that it's soup. Like that when they go to the gas, there's like scene when they're at the gas station, and like um during <laughs> yeah. the rewatch, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna run to the bathroom real quick, quick, and I hit the pause button to come back. I'm like, there's 28 minutes left. There's so much more. <laughs> there's so much more to this movie. But I do agree. I feel this is like Cronenberg, like unfiltered. This is like everything. You put everything into this. Like, I mean, I, like, he put, like, I feel like there's nothing left. Like, I feel like, I feel like basically, like, they used everything they shot, it kind of looks like. Um, yeah, it totally does. <laughs> uh, I really think, I think, I think the, for me, my favorite part is still the final battle. Just once again, like, where you kind of get, you see all these crazy effects that are done practically. Um, I give it, I give it a 4.6. I, I like I, once again I love like like Cronenberg's great I love The Brood I, li I like so much of his movies but I do think this is like not one of my favorite movies by him but I definitely enjoyed it when I watched it. So I'm gonna have to of course give this a five out of five. Yep. Now let me explain. <laughs> I think this is legitimately this and Videodrome are legitimately like two of the fucking best like sci-fi horror films of all time. And I would put those it, badge on that for sci-fi horror and films. I would agree with that. This movie is a little bit long, but also remember it came out in the early '80s. Movies were still kind of long then. You know what I mean? You got a lot of 90-minute movies. This was, I think, 104 minutes. Yeah, something like that, uh, or even 114. I don't yeah, remember what like the hell it was, but but even that, that's not too bad. I don't feel like it drags that much because they constantly have like action every so often, like the assassins will come or they'll meet some, a new scanner. You know what I mean? I feel like it moves along. I feel like the brood is way slower than this. Yeah, oh, I, I agree feel, with that. The, the, group, yeah, the brood but, is slower. Even but, Rabbit is a little slow and I love that movie. I, I do, I do think, I do think, I agree that this is definitely one of the best sci-fi horror movies, but for me, I think Videodrome is just like, is 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 like, I think that 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 to me is like my, I think that's like number one for sure. I definitely think that Videodrome is peak Cronenberg. Yeah, I that agree that's the movie that like. Well, I think that's a lot to do with James Woods, dude. I mean, he great really, performance and a great face. Yeah, I mean, he cast, uh, his, his face is crazy movie. looking. <laughs> it goes back to what you said, and it, it really does. And that's a, that the thing about this movie that helps so much is a lot of the people that he casted do have crazy faces. So when they're getting fucking scanned, they're even crazier to look at. Yeah. Like Ironside's face when he's scanning people is so dope. I could look at that shit all day. He's wild as hell, man. I've been having, <laughs> I have the slow-mo head exposing thing on 
on on loop right now on YouTube as we're talking, <laughs> and I keep on like trying to stop it at like where you can see the full mass stretch. The, the, oh, that's a great spot. It, yeah, I've seen the stop on that. I wish they had better hands. I know I know they couldn't use like actual human hands because of the shotgun thing. But like, if you look at the thing, you're like focusing on. Look at the hands. The hands are obviously plastic. Like I wish. Like I felt like it was like just a cool. cool I feel like we could have found a workaround. Like, can we find like two guys just to make sure they're not by the guns and just put a hand on each side or something? I understand you can't have a gun go off that close to you. But what? What beard did you? How far was the gun? Like the shotgun? Was it like pointing right to the back, or was it like from further away? It had to be from a couple of feet because they had to be out of frame unless they had it right against the back. I don't know. I was, I, I've never I'd seen be like behind this. I've yeah. never seen a behind the scenes. No, you know, I, yeah, I was hoping to find one one day. See, see what they so, do. So I, uh, I definitely say check this one out. Find it no matter how you can. Watch it. It's cool. Want to get to the back of the box? Let's see what. Big old fucking 20th Century Fox has to say about this. <laughs> Color, 1981. <laughs> Shocking, deadly mind game to gain international political powers. In a crowd of people, scanners don't look different from anyone else, but behind this incredible facade lies a supernatural ability to destroy people by merely twitching their brain. Attempting to gain international political power, several scanners unite and become locked in a deadly mind game. A thrilling concept of man as a superhuman with lethal powers. 104 minutes. Uh, <laughs> so, short and to the point, kind of, it's like reading the back of a book. Yeah, right? Like, like, that's, like that's sounds more like a... Yeah, like a synopsis from like a fucking novel at the store. Uh, yeah, definitely watch Scanners. Let's uh, go see what we're going to watch next week. Okay, so like we said, we're going to do things a little bit differently this season. This week, we uh, are going to take a dip in the grave of topics. I don't know. The topic <laughs> grave, the topic the mortuary, of the, the, the topic crematorium. The crypt of know. topics. The crypt of topics. I don't know, dude. Bobbing for topics. Bobbing for no. topics. <laughs> Yeah, you would say that. Just kidding. All right. So next week we will be doing a topical episode, and this episode will be about remakes and the originals, hey. or more so remakes versus the originals and everything in between. So this is something that we always fuck around about, uh, fuck around with because Grizz is a huge Rob Zombie fan and he thinks that <laughs> those Halloween movies are better than the actual ones. They are. And they are. Well, Hall Halloween 2 will... is rough. Like, H, like the, the I don't, zombie. I, I, 
I, I think the original, I think Halloween, we'll get into it, but yeah. Rob Zombie's <laughs> Halloween is better than Halloween 1. Right. Whoa, is that real? Oh, shit. Real. Oh, my God. Hot take. Hot All take. Right, we'll get into that. But also, there's things that I would like to talk about, like uh, maybe Zombie Rampage. No, Zombie Rampage and uh, what is it? Vampire Holocaust. Yeah, a remake I definitely would want to talk about that. That is very, uh, it's pretty much a shot not shot for shot but like they just use the script again <laughs> with slight alterations it's pretty cool but i think that would be uh i think it's gonna be pretty interesting to see what you guys think about some of this shit uh we could go on and on about these fucking things night of the living dead remake the blob remake gotta, right versus the originals gloves are coming off next week boy i got a feeling i think i think there's gonna be a lot of shit that we don't agree with <laughs> I have a feeling, but you know, that's why we're here, right? It's going to make for a spicy episode. Exactly. Okay. So Anthony, what did you watch this week or what'd you get this week? Anything? Uh, I brought, I think I brought a couple, let me just go in my, I was not, I, I was not prepared to talk. I was going to go in my letterbox. Hold on. <laughs> Everyone, if you like movies, get letterbox. It's great. It's like an app that has like every movie in it, like, and you basically, like, you could say you're rewatching it, and like, it's like an app where you could just like people follow you, and you like, you could do like your quarantine movie list, or like movies you're rewatching, or you could just say you're going through the like library, and you're like just like if you're bored, you could sit and rate movies you've seen, and just say this is not a watch, this is just me rating it, and then you could return back and go, oh, that movie did suck. So, uh, uh, but I watched, I watched that King of Staten Island movie, but no, let's talk about something. Uh, I brought, I, I, I brought, I brought a couple more, um, this criterion things of just, um, Paul Dano did a movie last year. The actor, he did a movie last year. I bought, uh, called, uh, it is wildlife. And I think I watched, I watched scanners twice because I had, I got, I really did get a headache. That like I start over. <laughs> uh, it was too much uh, for you. And then I, uh, it was a busy week this week. I didn't get to watch that much, unfortunately. I was busy boy this week. I feel terrible. There you go, Anthony. That's good. <laughs> All right, Grizz, what about you? Uh, I got a lot more cheap bullshit in. Uh, I got a movie called Grave Vengeance, uh, brain damage film, and it's pretty much like a shot for shot video of I spit on your grave just a really low budget version of that uh, but it's still good it's still budget. holds merit it was a decent enough watch but it's it's your typical female revenge film um other things that i recently got i got some new vampire movies uh g-string vampires which is basically exactly <laughs> what it sounds like it's an erotic thriller oh boy it's got vampires and you know misty mundane in her underwear i'm sure so I get to watch it, but I'm going to get into that probably this week sometime. So, but the mail has been kind of slow for me. I got a, I got a lot of big deals that I did this week though. And I have some really, really killer tapes coming in. I took a gamble on a VCR on eBay that ended up paying off huge for me. So I yep, mean, now everybody's going to be buying that shit. And I fucked that. up by saying that. Yeah. All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> I won't say any more about the type of VCR that I bought, but it's a nice one. So. Uh, yeah, I had a pretty good week. I finally got Violent Shit 2 on Dead Alive, which I've, uh, I'm sorry, Violent Shit 1 on Dead Alive, 
I had, I just got two pretty recently. It's but Burning Moon. I had it? a, what? Isn't that Burning Moon? No, I think that's just straight dead alive. Oh, I could have swore those were all put up. I'm wrong. No, are they? Wait, let me say. Wait, hold on. Final word. Let's hear it. We're gonna get confirmation from the box itself. Yeah, this is a uh, Burning Moon. See? What? It's funny how the Burning Moon wasn't a Burning Moon. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's it's so funny to me, too. I love that. That doesn't really make a, a new butcher is born. I also got a uh, a big boy tape. <laughs> uh, <laughs> things, the Tri-World things. Oh, baby. Feels good. Not probably the movie you think it is, because I was confused no. at first, too. But it's... No, no, no. This is the good it's one. It's the good this one. Is the, yeah, it's the good this one. This is the one that... There's, there were two tapes that I always thought were like, oh my god, like I fucking always wanted them. Uh, one of them being The Abomination, which I have, thanks to Bruce. And the other was This Things, I always felt was like one of those movies, like I'm never going to fucking get that. <laughs> so you're done now? And, you're going to retire? Is this it? Uh, I need a robot ninja still. but uh, There we go. Sparky hooked me up, my dude. And... I finally have this in my collection. He actually helped me out with both plates. But I had, uh, other than that, I can't think of. Did I ever say I got murder weapon? Did I say that? I don't, I don't know, know, but you did. Yeah, you did say it because I was excited that you got it. And I still oh, yeah. It, so I got a, I got a sick copy of Brain Damage. There you go. Super clean. Super clean. Uh, that's really it, I think. I watched a whole bunch of wrestling this week. But other than that, it's been uh, quite quiet, I guess. <laughs> I watched, I think Even it was I just Survivor named a ton of shit. 94, or was it 93? I don't know, but Coco Beware and fucking uh, Owen Hart. High energy, baby. R.I.P. 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 So, Anthony, where can they find you on the internet? Um, a. Bassini at on Instagram for all your video and audio needs. Anywhere. Grizz, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore Enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. We have a Patreon there if you want to, you know, help us out. This costs a little bit of money to do, but it's okay. Uh, if you want to help us out, subscribe. I'm going to be adding a new episode to the Patreon this week, and we'll be updating that very often now. We're going to probably do it regularly. Uh, also, wherever you're listening to us, please give us five stars. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. Leave a positive review. We're trying something a little differently. Let us know what you think. Give us a little bit of feedback. You know, we listen to the audience. If you'd rather us do the other thing, you know, we'll do that. If you'd rather us do this thing, we'll do this. We're going to try some different shit out, right? Yeah. It's time. tricks up our sleeves. It's, it's season two. It's time to fucking Anything is figure possible. this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe maybe next week. How about next week we uh, we start the uh, the giveaway? Yeah, we can definitely try to figure that out now that things are uh, a little bit calmer in the, the universe. Let's let's figure that out. Maybe next week. Yeah, you know what? Next week we're gonna start the giveaway. Yay. That'll be it. Listen, listen to episode 102 to figure out how you can win a copy of Blood Cult and Revenge and probably a couple other things that I'll throw into. So uh, please join us as we watch. Well, we're not watching anything, man. We discuss. Jeez. Yeah, join us as we discuss remakes versus originals, a.k.a. Grizz and Mike go to war. Yes. <laughs> See you so, next week. So if you go, if you go, um, if you add us on Patreon, uh, 
Grizz will have his own podcast of just going through Halloween. <laughs> yeah, he'll watch any Rob Zombie nonstop. movie. I will happily yeah. do that for everybody. Patreon. You know what? We're gonna we should add a Patreon thing where we can just it's like you pay this money, we'll watch Rob Zombie movies with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would love it. We'll Skype them to each other. I'll tell you what, if 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 we get five new Patreon uh members I will do exactly what he just said. I will put an exclusive uh, episode on there of me discussing wait, why the Halloween uh, here, from Rob Zombie wait, wait, is so wait. much better. Is it because wait, here's, of, here's is it because of the, like a prequel as, as it as well? Is that why you like it more? I think it's just a, a better movie. I think it, oh. it tells a better oh, we'll story. We'll save it. We'll save it. I'm very intrigued. I'm all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a long shot. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna throw a, I'm gonna throw a long shot out right now, okay? Okay. If I get if I get 20 people messaging me about this thing I'm about to say, we'll do it. <laughs> Message me if you want to see us discuss House of a Thousand Corpses and those types of Rob Zombie movies. If you if 20 people message me about this. We will do House of a Thousand Corpses the week after next, and 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 also if you message about the if you message about the Rob Zombie movies, you have to also have be an account that has at least three followers you interact with. If they if they don't have this, yeah, no it can't be Grizz. We're not taking it. Yeah, they can't be coming from Buffalo if I ping it. <laughs> yeah, that's what so I'm getting at. It can't be. It can't All be. Right. Gr- you used to do the show. It's great. You used to do the show. It's great. Yeah, I love Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie rules, dude. Rob Zombie and Seven Dust rule, dude. You know he was okay. in Airheads. He was in Airheads. You know that, yeah. right? He's a god. So, so twenty people message me, and we'll do House of a Thousand Corpses in two weeks. Okay. See you guys. Good luck, scum. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>